Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something, but then I wasn't, and then... I I was waiting for you to say something. Babe, I don't don't fucking know. I don't... How you doing, boo? Oh, babe. Boo, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. I'm... Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those days. Yeah, kind of is. Everything kind of jumbled all together. I'm a little irritated. I've lost every baseball game today. You have. My so, nose ring keeps twisting. It's driving me up a fucking wall. Thanks for cutting me off again. Sorry, I was just saying. So it's not been a good day at Butt, ri- Butt Rivers. Butt Rivers. Butt Rivers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, your $2 bets are... Oof. I know, I know. It's a lot. But the last game right now, the Mets are, look like they're going to lose, so... Really? Yeah, that's why I had to win. Oh. It's a series, though, babe. It's not, like, one game. Yeah, really? You made it sound like it was, they're going to be eliminated tonight. For... You're like, really? Uh, Probably because I'm really not paying attention to you. That's what I kind of figured. That's yeah. what I was getting at. So, whatever. So what up with you? How does how does it feel? You don't like it, do you? When you're talking. I always listen to you. You are a fucking liar. I always listen. You are a liar. Oh my goodness. I'll just sit my jack. Yeah. By the way, I'm drinking a white gummy bear rain. Mm-hmm. First time I've had the white gummy bear. Really? Yeah. Oh. I thought I already did, but I did not. Yeah. Um... The black cherry vanilla is better. Hmm. I'm putting it out there. I thought you had that before. I thought I did too, but Mm -hmm. I have not. I I had a regular monster today. Disgusting. (laughs) I'm so used to these now. The regular monsters are not good. Yeah. No, I'm back to the regular monster. Yeah, it, it that was didn't almost do like it for me today. Having too many fruity fucking drinks. Yeah, so did not do it for me today. Mm. I was having a hard time getting it down, and I'm yeah? just I'm used to these now. So you wasted one of my monsters. I wasted one of the big ones. Yeah. What the fuck? I drank it, so Whatever. I really didn't waste it, but I didn't enjoy it. Mm. But the the white gummy bear is really good, but the black cherry vanilla. Mm-hmm. That's well, the black cherry vanilla is bang. That's not rain. Oh, is it? Cherry limeade is the rain. Oh, and those are two totally different tastes. I would okay. imagine with vanilla. Well, I'm gonna sneeze. Oh, God bless God. you. You've been sneezing a lot lately. I know. You, you gotta knock it off. I know. I know. I don't. I think it's just because I have a cold. It, it probably is. You like my Vicks patch on my shirt? Is that what that is? Fuck yeah. I thought that was part of the shirt. No, it's a Vicks patch. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have seen it. They Vicks Vapor Rub, which is amazing, by the way. And if, if you're in this field, it is a staple. So you can put it under your nose for when the bodies explode. Yeah. Um, or you could just suck it up and be a man. And I would learn that from who? <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they make Vicks patches that you can put on your shirt so you don't get all gooey. So that's yeah, on my that's shirt right now. Pretty smart. It's glorious. I can smell it. 
It's good thinking. Mm-hmm. That's, and the Vix inhaler. That's clever. And the Vix Kleenex. And they didn't yeah, have. Yeah, the Kleenex is amazing. Fucking Walmart was out the other day. I was so pissed. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, that's Fuckers. really good stuff. <sighs> that's what I really wanted. Mm. Yeah, I have a cold. Yeah. Jax has too. Wah. He's finally getting better, man. Yeah, Fuck. That he was, was a rough week. That poor guy. He, yeah. I mean, he was sick. Yeah, he was. Poor baby. Yeah, it was a I rough week. I go to kiss form. him for work, and I'm like, he just broke a fucking fever. Mm-hmm. So passing out Dayquil and Nightquil, and then Zyrtec. Yep. So. Yep. Mm. I like nasal spray myself. I do too. It tastes funny, but it really works. Yeah, it does. So. The Sinex stuff is fucking amazing. I just like that it, like, it clears up, like, your stuffy nose immediately. Yeah. Isn't, okay, so, I use the Sinex stuff. It's, I think it's fixed part. I don't know. My dad used Afrin. Is that the same shit? Like, does that clear up your nose? Afrin? Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's nasal spray. He He would wear a flannel shirt, and in his front fucking pocket, he would have his cigars and his Afrin. I don't know what Afrin is. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think they still make it. It's got to be the same thing. Lynn will tell me. I don't know. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I would imagine. There's probably Mm. just water in it. He didn't strike me as a boogery man, but I mean, it's probably because he was fucking snorting Afrin all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Okay. (sighs) So, any new Patreons? Not in the last couple days, no. No. Mm-mm. Been a slow couple of days. Oh, fuck. My vape's not working. Do you need a new one? There's one in front of you, I think. Um, what I did want to say was, I was talking yeah, to one of our uh, listeners, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to throw your name out there because your name's fucking Dallas, and that's amazing. <laughs> um, so she was having issues with the Patreon app. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess she had never transferred the RSS feed, and her and I were talking this morning because she was having issues with the RSS feed. So, uh, Dallas, I contacted Patreon. They're going to contact me back within 48 hours. Um, If you are new to Patreon, you have to transfer the RSS link into whatever platform you listen to. And that will allow the ad-free episodes and the bonus episodes to go automatically to whatever platform you're on. Mm -hmm. So, if you're on Apple... For example, you, you copy and paste. Right. You go to our Patreon page, um, usually the app. It'll say, get your audio RSS link. You're going to copy and paste that link over into libraries on Apple Podcasts. It'll say, download a show by URL. That's where you paste it. Mm-hmm. I believe Spotify is very similar in like the terminology, transferring it over libraries and stuff like that. But that's the biggest thing. You can't listen on the Patreon app for very long. For some reason, the episodes don't play off the Patreon yeah, app. someone on Facebook was having issues. Too. Another, yeah. So, so hopefully, because I was going to reach out to her today and then the shit hit the fan. We barricaded subject and the whole no. kit and caboodle. So um, I'll reach out to her tonight. But transfer that RSS link and then it'll, it'll right. be seamless. You can't listen on the Patreon app because it does stop the shows. Mm-hmm. So... And Dallas was like, I don't mind the ads. What? No. That's what you're paying that's for. What I said, that's what you're paying for. Yeah. So what I think happened is um, they had to switch payment methods or whatnot. And so you have to kind of transfer everything over. So yeah. it 
it essentially, I think, gave her a new RSS link. Uh. So you would have to transfer. So anytime you cancel and then re-sign up for whatever reason, you're mm-hmm. going to get a new um, RSS link. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but hers was saying unable to find. So I did contact Patreon to find out. So if you guys have an issue with your RSS link, just shoot me a message. Mm-hmm. Email, Patreon message, Facebook message, whatever. And I'll get a hold of Patreon. Cool. So just an FYI. Sorry, I like crushed the can yeah. and the microphone. There's your PSA. That's all that's all I got. And my phone's going off. All right. Thanks for that tutorial. Yes, you're very welcome. Lovely. <sighs> so we got a good show in store? I think so. Mm, what do we got today? We are doing Lauren Spearer. Mm, okay. Yeah. Never heard of it. Um you haven't heard a lot of these coming up. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. But this doesn't even sound like remotely familiar. No. <laughs> I think, uh, no. So. I mean, it's close. It was close. Indiana. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Bloomington, Indiana. Mm. University of mm-hmm. Indiana. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or no, Indiana University. Indiana. Not, not University. Uh, yeah. yeah. IU. Not IU. Yeah. IU. Oh my God! Do you know who I talked to today? Who? Oh, I probably should. You don't think say it. No. Yeah. yeah don't um, say it. Our friend from um, yeah. I have no clue who you're talking about, so we'll talk about it after. Yeah. You you know. I, you can't read lips. What no. the fuck, babe? Yeah, I talked to her for like a solid twenty minutes. I have no clue who you're talking. You'll figure about, it out. So. Yeah. We used to go to her house all the time. Oh okay. Yeah. You okay. were there. Right. Mhm. Awesome. Mhm. It's a good backup plan I have in here. Ooh, I forgot how good this tasted. Oh my god, this tastes so damn good. I was waiting for it. Oh my god. Somebody made that voice the other day and I was like, "They sound like my fucking husband." <laughs> god damn it. <sighs> Babe. So. All right. Well. What'd you do all fucking day? Oh, that's right. You taught our son today. Yep, started mm-hmm. homeschool. And taught him to write his name in fucking cursive in yep. 20 minutes. Started cursive. Mm-hmm. Um, what Never else imagined. did you see when you opened your computer to record tonight? Oh, my manuscript. It it's got, no longer a manuscript. Right. Got sent back to me. What is it? It's approved. What is it? Progress. It is an edited book yeah it is a book i didn't know what you were getting it's no longer a manuscript it is well it kind of is because if there's any corrections we i have to send it back but this is the final like we've done the corrections we've fixed everything it went to a human editor yeah and now it's back to us just for approval yeah i mean this this is it this is what's gonna go to print yep progress not perfection by marcus shersky yep can we make a commercial like the Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy? Uh, hell yeah, we can. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're goddamn right. I'm really proud of you. You wrote a fucking book, babe. Thank you. You wrote Thanks a book and me. taught our kid to write his name in cursive in the same day. <laughs> yeah. You did more than most people did all week. Uh, yeah. You probably did more than I did all week. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. It's a good day. And now you're having a drink. You get to relax. Mm-hmm. Except I lost all my baseball games. It was, it's like $4, baby. I, I know. It's okay. I will give you the $4. <laughs> I 
No, I'm just saying, like, every single, all four games. Yeah, it sucks. Like, that's not good luck. No, Oh, because we have the best luck ever. (laughs) Yeah. Our luck is phenomenal, babe. Jesus Christ. All fucking four games. If we didn't have bad luck, we wouldn't have fucking luck at all. I know. Oh, my God. My dad used to say that. Did he? I love your dad. Yeah. Yeah, he used to say that. I'm home this weekend, though. I know. I mean, for the most part. Got football on Sunday, but who knows if Little Man's going to play. Yeah. We couldn't send him. Yeah. He would have had a fucking full-blown asthma attack. Yeah, he (laughs) couldn't go. (laughs) No, there's no way we could have sent him. Oh, no. They would have been pissed if we sent I would have been pissed if somebody sent their kid like that. Open air or not. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-mm. Leah's got homecoming tomorrow. Yeah, so we She's get to coming over for pictures. Yeah, get to see her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend. She told me the other day. She's like, uh, he finally asked me to homecoming. I'm like, are you his fucking girlfriend? Yeah. Like, isn't it expected? Yeah. And she's like, I made him man up and ask me. I'd have been like, I wouldn't. No. Have. Right. Maybe I'm going with somebody else. <laughs> right. Ask a stupid question, get a stupid fucking answer. No, exactly. Goofball. Yeah. So yeah, that's what we're doing. We're we're so that'll be fun. We're parents this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Mm. Yeah. So. All right. I forgot what I was gonna say. Mm, why don't you start us off? Good, because I forgot what I was gonna say. Good talk. Oh, to all my peeps and their cotton candy grapes. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. They're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to go get more. Yeah, um, you do. Okay, so Lauren Spearer was born January 17th, 1991, to parents Charlene and Robert. She had an older sister, Rebecca, and grew up in Scarsdale, New York. Uh, Scarsdale, New York is an affluent town in Westchester County, um, and it was actually named the East Coast's richest town several years in a row. Oh, wow. The dog just stood up. He threw up? Stood up. Oh. You would have heard him if he threw up. Oh, he just moved closer to me because mm. you guys all have to touch me. Yep. So she attended Edgemont High School and met her boyfriend, Jesse Wolf and friend Jay Rosenbaum during high school when they all attended a summer camp at Camp Tawanda in Housedale, Pennsylvania. <laughs> why? Why? I don't know. Why did you do that? I don't know. It just, I felt like it needed <laughs> felt it. Felt like it? Yeah. Okay. So, at that camp, she ended up meeting a lot of future Indiana University students who would eventually become her circle of friends at college. She graduated high school in 2009 and immediately enrolled in Indiana University the same year. Uh, Jesse and Jay would soon follow, so they were all going to school together. Mm. She was tiny. Mm-hmm. She was 4 foot 11 inches. Oh, wow. 90 pounds. Oh, wow. So, my right butt cheek. Yeah. Because that's the equivalent. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, just super cute little girl. She was very bubbly, very outgoing. Um, she was studying textile merchandising. Mm. Now, I knew you didn't know what this was, so I wrote it down for you. Thank you. It's essentially fashion merchandising, but textile merchandising became an actual major that was recognized in 2005. Oh. So it is planned for students interested in the buying and selling of textile and apparel products at the manufacturing and retail levels. Nice. Little learn for you, little school. Yeah. She was also very active in uh, the Jewish community at home and at school. She had spent the previous spring break planting trees in Israel. 
Wow. Like, who actually does that? Jeez. Yeah. Not us. Not us. These people are so much better Better than people us. than us. Seriously. Man. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. On Thursday, June 2nd, 2011, Lauren had several several people over to her apartment to watch a basketball game and drink. Her apartment was located at the Smallwood Plaza apartment complex. Uh, Jesse had his own place. He had his own apartment. And he stayed there um, to watch the NBA playoff game. He didn't go to her house because he was very invested in this game. Yeah. It's like, you fucks, you drunks aren't going to, you know, bother me. Yeah. It was game two in the playoffs, and it was the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks. Big game. I wrote that down because I knew you'd ask. I don't care. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, though. It shows you cares. Something about maybe LeBron. I don't, I don't fucking know. It was a big year for somebody. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so at this point, they'd been dating three years. Lauren told Jesse around midnight that she was going to go to bed soon um, after the game. They texted for a little bit, and Jesse would end up going to bed around 2.30 that morning. However, Lauren, around 12.30 a.m., left her apartment with friend David Roan. Uh, they, oh, friends would later say that Lauren was relatively intoxicated. Uh-oh. Pretty normal. Shit it's a face. college weekend, you yeah. know. Um, so, babe, these kids, like, pre-gamed at, like, Cut. 10 What's to wrong go with out. That? Nothing. I love pre-gaming. Pre-gaming is probably my favorite part of going out. Uh, but they didn't go out until like midnight. Like that was normal. I remember those days. Oh fuck that. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Day yeah, right. drinking. I would like to start at ten a.m. and be done by four p.m. <laughs> and well, be in bed. now, yeah. Yeah. Whew. Go out at midnight. I can't even I imagine. Even, I couldn't imagine. I'm in bed by that time. I can't get through a TV show. I mean, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to bed. Yeah. So I. I Ooh, I fall asleep sitting up. I, I, I do every night. Frequently fall asleep <laughs> sitting up. Can you imagine that? I do every night. Shit. So they walked to Jay Rosenbaum's townhouse, which was two blocks away, in the five north townhomes. Um, they met up with him, his friends, and his neighbor, Corey Rossman. So there's about ten people there. Yeah. Uh, Lauren had just met Corey a few days prior at the Indianapolis 500. Um, Corey was immediately attracted to Lauren and made it very, very well known that he did not give a shit that she had a boyfriend. Oh, yikes. yeah. Um, I mean, he would just be like, I, Anne, they're, they're not married. Fighting words. Ew. Like guy coat. Don't you have guy coat? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, there absolutely is. Yeah. So. But they, some guys just don't give a shit. They don't care, apparently. So they continued to drink um, heavily. And there was possible drug use happening. Um, so it was possible that there was some clonopin and cocaine happening. Yeah. So um, everybody knows what cocaine is, obviously. It's mm-hmm. an upper. Yeah. Well, clonopin is not. It's a downer. So I feel like this is very counterintuitive to be sniffing both of them. Yeah, wouldn't that? Yeah. So clonopin is actually, it's a benzodiazepine that is used uh, to treat anxiety and also to treat seizures. Um. It's clonazepam, it's a sedative and a hypnotic, and it's used recreationally for its long-acting tranquilizing effects. I, was I on that? Clonopin? Yeah. Uh, you I, Just to get off the fentanyl. That's right. Yeah, just a couple days to get yeah, off the fentanyl. That's right. Um, and that I was, like, hallucinating. 
Well, no. But that was probably the fun. That was the fun. This isn't a hallucinogen. It's a hypnotic. Oh. So it's it's tranquilizing. It's it affects the brain chemicals that promote peace and calm. Hmm. So I don't like. Why would you snort that and then snort some cocaine? It's very counterintuitive. Yeah. But that's why that's recreationally that's what it's used for. Yeah. Um. It's very very treats seizures very well and anxiety. Well, it very well. fucking got me off fentanyl. Yeah. It's it's a strong benzo. Yeah. It really is. Um, but I knew me. it sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds similar to a different one that you're on, but not yeah, different does. different type of medication. So yeah. um so after that they walked a few blocks southeast to Kilroy's. Hey, yeah. we have a we have a Kilroy's. <laughs> yeah. To Kilroy Sports Bar. Um and Bloomington bars are open until three, which makes sense with it being a college town, yeah. you know? Yeah. So um, Lauren had a fake ID and <coughs> entered the bar at one. <coughs> Excuse me. At one forty-six a.m., it's possible that she didn't show her fake ID. It's possible that she just entered the bar, which again, very common in a college town. We're not mm. blaming the bar for this. Like that's just what happens out there. Do you want to know what I used my fake ID on? You had a fake ID. You know who it was? Who? Mike. Of course it was. And you know what I used it for? To get on the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> I didn't. I, I did know that. Yeah. My dad took me. Yeah. Of course I he did. I used it to get in the crowd for, because I was Which, 16 and you how? had 18. How? I don't know. Mike is, he's tall, but, but he's very. This was years ago. Years ago. Still. I was 16. So mm. his, like on his ID, he was 18. Was he wearing his overalls with the one thing down, the one side down? <laughs> <laughs> or did he just bartend like that? Did he just bartend like that? Oh, uh, he just bartended okay. like that. <laughs> I love it. There's pictures. There are pictures of that. Of him? Yeah, Jackie yeah, has him. He didn't bartend. No, like some, not like. But he wore overalls. He wasn't bartending, like working bartending. It was oh. like some thing. Yeah. And he th- he was like, yeah, I look good. You know he thought that. He did, man. He had style back then. He did not. Oh, he had style. No, baby, he did not. <laughs> he didn't. I'm sorry. At least I thought so. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Kilroy's was huge. Uh, it was two floors, and they had um, an outdoor patio, which was covered with sand. Hmm. It was a very popular hangout. Our Kilroy's is not big at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> not even like, Nor is it close to us, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but it's close to our work. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So the large patio was covered in sand, and Lauren ended up taking off her shoes, which that's what chicks do, whatever. Um, At 2.27 a.m., Lauren and Corey are seen leaving the bar. So they've been there about 45 minutes. Keep that in mind. Um, She ended up forgetting her shoes and her cell phone. Oh, boy. Yeah. Again, very common with chicks. (laughs) I was going to say, like, that would be you. So... They have, this bar has cameras everywhere. Yeah. So it is presumed that there is a shit ton of surveillance video footage. Okay. Very, a very small amount of it was released to the public. So it it can be, it can be assumed that the police have far more footage than oh, I'm sure they, they let do. on. Yeah. <clears throat> because everybody knows how many cameras were at the bar. Yeah. I'm, and I'm what sure. was released and so yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot that they didn't release. Um, and from the way that her parents talk a little bit later, it sounds like they saw 
a decent amount of the footage. They mm-hmm. definitely saw more footage than the public saw. Okay. So, um, Lauren was obviously extremely intoxicated. So now, they were there 45 minutes. I don't know how she looked walking into the bar. Mm-hmm. They don't really say. That's part of the footage that wasn't really released. We know what time she got there mm-hmm. with, with Corey. We don't know how she looked getting in. Yeah. One can assume if she used a fake ID to get in that she couldn't have been fall down drunk because they wouldn't they wouldn't have let her in. Right. So she went from well, being... You, you would hope. You would hope. Right. She went from being intoxicated to like shit-faced in 45 minutes. Well, I mean... There's some people that that's right. what happens. I know. I'm just saying. I'll get to it later. I'm just saying. Okay. So they left. Um, they were seen leaving in the direction of Lauren's apartment. At 2.30 a.m., after walking the two blocks, Lauren is seen entering Smallwood Plaza Apartments with Corey. So that's her apartment building. Mm-hmm. Uh, a passerby by the name of Zach Oaks, who is reportedly a friend of her boyfriend, Jesse's, uh, and a couple of his friends saw Lauren and were concerned about how shitface she seemed to be and asked if she was okay. Uh, they asked Corey. And Corey said, quote, she's all right. I got it. Zach told Corey to take Lauren back to her apartment. Now, it's a little confusing because... It, I guess it's just confusing. So, um, okay, I thought... When I a couple of the sources that I read, it sounded like Corey then got into a fight with Zach. Oh, but then other sources say it wasn't Zach that he walked away. Okay, so um, he so what happens is Zach allegedly walked away, they go all the way upstairs to the fifth floor via the elevator to Lauren's actual apartment. Mm -hmm. They are outside of her apartment door when allegedly there is a confrontation between Corey and four unknown males. Wow. Um, They were concerned about Lauren's level of intoxication and felt what they were seeing wasn't right. Okay. A fight then ensued and Corey was punched in the face. Yeah. He was allegedly punched so hard he fell to the ground and said that he lost all memory of the night and 15 minutes prior to what happened. Uh, That's so convenient. Uh, Just like, I blacked yeah. out in a rage. No, the fuck right, you did not. Right. You didn't. That's one hard punch, sir. Okay, so I'm a paramedic. Do you know how many times I've seen that happen? Never. 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 Yeah. I did get told some, but told one day that somebody got knocked sober. <laughs> See, that doesn't happen. It, yeah, Medically... Right. It's not possible. No. Right. No. And I mean, he got he got hit with a hatchet. Still not sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that he says he got hit. Now, this is according to Corey, which is convenient that you remember getting into a fight with four guys and getting hit so hard that you fell and lost your memory, but you lost your memory. Mm-hmm. So, how do you remember getting into a fight with four yeah, guys? How do you remember that? So, he did have a, a like a busted lip. Okay. But these four men never came forward. So it's unknown who these four men were. So again, we're going off just what Corey has to say. Okay. Just him. Who lost his memory. Yeah. But could tell us he got hit. By a punch. But could tell us he got hit. <laughs> right. Right. Got it. Cool. So for some fucking reason, Lauren did not go into her apartment. They're outside the apartment door. Mm. Outside of it. Um, again, allegedly, 
Many people witnessed Lauren stumbling and falling and really was unable to speak. And it was obviously, they noted how intoxicated she was because of what was happening. Um, There is video footage of her stumbling into her apartment building, almost falling. Yeah. Corey helps her up and they leave. Okay. So she was like in and out of the apartment door. They went up to the fifth floor to her apartment, came back down, in and out of the apartment door. And then they they fucking left. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, So the four men never came forward. Whatever. Of course. So. I said, for some ungodly known fucking reason, these dumbasses didn't go inside. And I, I'm sorry to use the word dumbasses in reference to her, but yeah. why didn't you go inside? Right. We wouldn't be talking about you. So at some point after leaving the apartment building, Lauren was seen sitting on concrete steps and falling backwards, smacking her head. Damn. Now she smacked her head so hard on the concrete. Yeah. Passerbys heard the sound and came over to ask if she was okay. Jesus. Yeah. Now. What the fuck? Allegedly, these passerbys came forward. So this information is coming from yeah. them, you know. Right. So, um, Corey again says she's fine and he's got it. Okay. Um, sweetie, honey, baby child. You don't got it. Right. You don't got it. Not at all. You don't got you. So you can't have her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, so then Lauren was witnessed falling two more times. Dude. So what I put Come was, in my, in my notes, yeah. I wrote that this is, I feel like this is definitely a see something, say something situation. Oh, yeah. Let them talk to somebody, you know. Call, right. call somebody and be like, listen, Right. she is like unable Sloppy. to walk right. and he's not of any help. He's pushing people away. Like we're concerned about her safety just from her level of intoxication. Yeah. Let let the cops get pissed off that they have to go dr- deal with a drunk college kid. Oh, but, well. But let them do it. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, I just, I really feel like this was a, a see something, yeah. say something. I agree. Especially because the second time she was witness falling... She fucking face-planted on the concrete. She couldn't even get her hands out in front of her in time. Dude. And she fucked up her face. Yeah, that's too much. So, too much. At 2.48 a.m., after leaving her building, Lauren is seen entering an alley that runs between College Avenue and Morton Street. I, I got, Turn the page. I found thick notebook paper, but it's wide rolled and it pisses me off. But you it's said thick. It's thick. Um, so now at some point in this alley, Lauren loses now her keys and her ID and her oh purse. Oh boy. So like there she doesn't have anything. Yeah. Um at two fifty one AM, cameras mounted cameras on a nearby apartment building show Lauren exiting the alley and walking towards an empty parking lot. Uh, shortly after, Lauren and Corey arrive at Corey's house. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to that. Okay. Um, maybe oh, yeah? I, yeah, sorry. So now, later on, a, a bar manager mm-hmm. was spoken to by a private investigator hired by Lauren's parents. He said that he saw Lauren, or somebody who fit Lauren's description, excuse me, being thrown over a strange man's shoulder at 2.30 a.m. What? Yeah. Now, the thing is, though, there are witnesses who say that Corey was walking her. Yeah. You know, 
he was he was walking her on his shoulder. Like he okay. had thrown her over his shoulder because she couldn't yeah, walk. Yeah. And they were walking away. Okay. Now he said <clears throat> um he said that he saw them at three thirty eight. So that's an hour after witnesses say they saw it. Yeah. So now people are like, Well, the, the bar manager's lying, blah blah blah. Okay, bar clocks, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, are ahead. They're they're set ahead. Yeah, so and they're don't- set get fined at the end of right. the night. They're set pretty far ahead because even after last call, you have to get everybody out. So generally, they're set 45 minutes to an hour ahead. Oh, I didn't know they were that far yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, ours were because, I mean, it was so late and everything. Yeah. But because it's so hard to get college kids out of a fucking bar, yeah. I could see it being set an hour ahead. Yeah. So this bar manager may not have been wrong. He just may have been looking at the bar clock. Yeah. So... Um, he yeah he said an intoxicated woman was thrown over a mystery man's shoulder near 10th and College Avenue. Mm. But it makes sense because people saw Corey do it. Right. So the issue with hit that is this is around the time that they are getting back to Corey's place. Yeah. So now Corey is neighbors of uh, her friend Jay. Right. So they go back to his place. Um. <clears throat> The video of them arriving back at Corey's place is not released. So, because there's video cameras everywhere with it being a college town. Yeah. Um, so, Corey's roommate, Michael Beth, was home um, and noticed, obviously, how intoxicated the two were. Um, he said that they were stumbling and barely functioning. Mm. He was home studying for a test or whatnot. You yeah. got to put your sunglasses back on. You can't stare at me. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second here. <laughs> so... Michael was helping Corey up the stairs. I'm good now. Okay, good. When Corey just stopped and puked all over the fucking carpet and then went upstairs on his own. Yeah. Um, So this is allegedly the end of Corey's night. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. The end of Corey's night. Yeah. Uh, Per Michael, he attempted to get Lauren to sleep there for her own safety. Like, sleep on the couch, yada, yada. Yeah. 3.30 a.m. I know a good place. My bad. Mm-hmm. 3.30 a.m., she refused to stay. Michael called his neighbor and Lauren's longtime friend, Jay Rosenbaum, to come get Lauren. Okay. Come get your fucking girl. Come get her. She's drunk. Yeah, she a mess. She's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah, she a hot mess. Get her. She ain't mine to take care of. Mm-hmm. Right? I get it. Drunk women are a pain in the dick. Oh. hundred fucking percent. Mm. Shut up. So, Lauren was trying to get Michael to, to come back to her apartment and to keep drinking. Yeah. And Michael's like, no, go by your boy. Go go play with your friend, Jay. So, she at some point makes her way over to Jay's house, and he immediately knows, notices a bruise under her right eye, or under her eye, excuse me, I don't know which eye it was. Okay. Um, Jay's like, the fuck happened to your face? And she says, I have no idea. She had just face planted on the concrete yeah. and does not remember it. Right. Again, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're drunk. So, phone records show that two calls were made from Jay's phone at this time. One call was made to David Roan, who was the guy she started the, the night with, yeah. and another call to an unknown friend. Neither answered and no messages were left. Um, who actually made the calls really depends on the source. Some sources say that um, he made the calls for her, and other sources say that she made the calls. So at 4.30 a.m., Jay says this is when Lauren leaves his apartment. 
She's wearing black leggings, a white shirt, and no shoes. She has no purse, no phone, no ID, no keys. Mm. And he just, bye. Yeah, that's not cool. I understand that you cannot force somebody to be responsible for somebody else. Right. However, this is not some fucking broad you met off the street. This is not your one night stand doing the walk of shame. Even if it was, you shouldn't do that. This is a a longtime friend of yours. Right. Who's four foot 11 and 90 pounds. Right. It's 4.30 a.m. She's walking through a college town. Be a little considerate. Shit faced. Yeah. So you let her walk home to do what? She has no keys to get in. Right. So what is she going to do? Again, not you can't force somebody to take responsibility. But I feel like this is humanity. Yeah. Common courtesy. Yeah, it is. Like, dude, you know what he did, though? He went out on his balcony to wave at her, say bye, <laughs> and then told her, text me when you get home. Oh, yeah. With what? what? With what? And who's Smoke home? Smoke signals? Who's home? Yeah. She can't get into her home to text you with the phone she doesn't fucking have. Let me just send smoke signals right. to let you know I'm in. Dude. Like, come on. Yeah. Don't be a douche. Right. I, that, that bothers me. Again, it, bo- it, it just bothers me. Should he have been expected to do anything? No. But be a good human. Yeah. And then it gets worse. Because after all of that, he would later say that he may have seen, quote, another individual intercept Lauren. What? At College Avenue before losing sight of her. Okay, like now, dude. What? what? He says that there was, <clears throat> he possibly saw a figure in the shadows. First of all, don't don't describe anything like that because that's the boogeyman. Right. That is the legit boogeyman. But that's Michael Myers right. coming, coming right. out. So, He said that he saw a figure in the shadows who possibly, and he used the word, intercepted Lauren. And did you wave to them too? Right. Did you tell him to text you? He didn't even, like, that's not normal. No. That's not normal drunk. That's not normal sober. That's not normal during the day. Right. An unknown figure, you don't even know what it is, intercepts your friend and you just, you lose sight of her so you go back inside? Just, what? eh. Meh. She'll be good. Okay. Meh. Are you? Yeah. That's, what? What the fuck? That. Mm. Mm-hmm. Take a sip, babe. You're angry. I am angry. I don't care. Man, woman, dog, purple, brown, gray. I don't fucking care. Yeah. You do that's something about cool. that. Yeah, that ain't cool. Dude. Even if you're a giant fucking pussy and you don't want to go downstairs and see what fucking happened to her, call the police. Yeah. Hey, I'm pretty sure my friend just got kidnapped in front of me. Right. They intercepted her at an intersection, but I lost sight of her. What? Who uses that word too? Intercept. What? Peyton. Yeah. Not cool. I'll take a deep breath. Take another sip, babe. This is the last reported sighting of her. Oh, jeez. You see why I'm mad now? Yeah, you just slammed down the paper. Mm-hmm. On June 3rd, 2011, Jesse repeatedly attempts to reach Lauren to no avail. In the early afternoon, after sending another text in a row of God knows how many, an employee at Kilroy's finally sent a reply saying, dude, we have her phone. Mm -hmm. So he knew at this point, something's not fucking right. She's a 20-year-old girl without a phone. Mm -hmm. Come on. 
So he immediately called Bloomington police and reported her missing. Uh, This was around 4.30 in the afternoon. Shortly after that, Lauren's father was contacted by his other daughter, Rebecca, and was told that Lauren's friends had reported her missing. Now, Lauren's mom was out of town. She was visiting family, and dad called her to tell her. And she said, quote, initially, you feel physically sick. Your heart races. Your breathing all but stops. You feel as if you cannot stand. The heat rises. Your heart pounds and you're speechless. You are incredulous. After the initial shock, the adrenaline takes over. You call the police department. You call the airlines and you wait. Each passing moment, agony. You desperately want someone to call you and tell you Lauren is okay. You miss an incoming black call, and your heart sinks because you think you've missed the one call that can lead you to your daughter. Yeah. I was like, ugh. Yeah. I, um, chills. Leah got lost in a store Mm -hmm. at Barnes & Noble around Christmas time. Yeah. And it was three minutes of just sheer terror. Yeah. And she was exactly where she said she was going to be. I mean, Mm -hmm. but I, I can't even... Like, my stomach hurts. Yeah. I mean, think of you when Jackson was farting around walking mm-hmm. home and he was five minutes late. Yep. You know? I would get physically you would call, And you would call me. Yep. So, oh, God, that just, like, took my breath away. Um, She would say at a later press conference that every morning you wake up feeling like you failed because you didn't do enough the day before. And every night you go to bed feeling like a failure for not doing enough that day. Jeez. I know. Like, oh. Punch me in the gut. Let me hug you. Yeah. Please let me hug you. So, Charlene spent the time waiting for her flight, calling every hospital in and around the Bloomington area, asking for Lauren or any Jane Doe that would uh, would meet yeah. her description. Sorry. Um, her dad drove her to the airport, and she met Rob at the airport, at Indianapolis Airport. I have two different dates, uh, June 4th and then June 5th. I feel like June 4th makes more sense than June 5th. Yeah, but it's But she was reported missing. Yeah. She was reported missing on the 3rd in the late afternoon. And they did live in New York. I mean, they weren't weren't close. It's not like they lived in Illinois, you know? That's a drive. So, well, they flew. Oh. Um, They drove straight to the Bloomington Police Department, hoping that they were going to be told that Lauren was found. They weren't. After meeting with the police, Charlene and Rob made the first public post about Lauren's disappearance. They hung posters, canvassed the neighborhood, and hundreds of people came out. Hundreds. Mm -hmm. I read thousands in one source. Um, On June 7th, 2011, there was a press conference at the Bloomington Police Headquarters. Lieutenant Bill Parker said, quote, When somebody at 4.30 in the morning, no shoes, and has earlier been drinking, goes out and then just disappears off a street corner, we feel like there certainly can be foul play involved. You think? Did you write that yourself? I'm sure he did. It's great. What? Good job, sir. Uh, and he probably was proud of that. He probably was. Like, this is so smart. This is great. Oh, I'm going to sound so genius. I'm going to call my mom and make her listen. Oh, my God. So, later that night, police secure a search warrant for the video surveillance from the Smallwood apartment complex. And... I don't know why, but every source put in there that the security office was locked, so they um they they breached the door. Hmm. So they hit the door with a fucking battering ram. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, you got to get in. Right. Maybe security couldn't find the key. Yeah. So they sure. just, they got in. 
I would like to breach a door one day in my life. It's fun. I bet. Oh, my God. I've booted quite a few in my oh. day. Have you ever kicked a door open? Uh, Can you get your leg that high? Yeah. Oh. You kick it right under the door handle. Do you mule kick it? Uh, I have, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you couldn't get your leg up to the... And I'm not being no, a dick. No, no. There, just... were, there were some that were barricaded. Yeah. Where you got to kick it and yeah. kick it and kick it. But if you mule kick it... Yeah. I mean... You're stronger than you think you are. So Mark's legs are literal fucking tree trunks. So not anymore. No, they still are. No, not, not anymore. I mean, not like they were, but No, I lost so much. I mean, they were fucking tree trunks. I could not imagine you getting your leg up to the door. I don't even think I can get my leg up to a fucking door handle. I could though. So well that's impressive. Thank you. Um It was fun. So Che Rosenbaum hired attorneys Jennifer Lukemeyer and Jim Royals. Over the next couple days, all of the boys that had anything to do with Lauren the day she disappeared lawyered up. I'm not judging, but it's hard. It's hard not to look at that as, what the fuck are you hiding? When in reality, that is the smartest thing to do. In in reality, that's exactly the thing I would do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you look at it and it's like you know in a situation, mm -hmm. you know in a situation you would do it, yeah, and you would tell your friends to do it, and it it is the smartest course of action to go through. Not because you're hiding anything, but yes, so everything's done correctly. Police have railroaded people before. Police have forced confessions out of people, and people lie. And attorneys kind of buffer, right? That's our job, right? Right. You guys lie on purpose. Yeah, you're allowed allowed to. to. So. The lawyer just makes sure that everything is copacetic and right. everything is moving. So that's what you that's what you should do. Right. But, but of at course the, at the same time, like I said Within a couple you days guilty fuck. Mm-hmm. What, what are you hiding? We would do it, but still people do it and we're like Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. So um on June eighth, two thousand and eleven, acting on an anonymous tip, uh and excuse me, an anonymous and quote very specific tip. Bloomington police sent dive team uh, a dive team to search Lake Monroe, which was south of Bloomington near the Four Winds Resort and Marina. It turned up nothing. This case gained immediate and extensive media coverage to the point where Texas EquiSearch came out to search. Oh, wow. So everybody in true crime knows who Texas EquiSearch is. They're huge. Yeah. Um, they are most huge. known, though, for suing Casey Anthony. Really? Yes. They came out and they searched, you know, for Kaylee and everything. Oh. And then when she was found not guilty, yeah. the leader of Texas EquiSearch was like, cool, we don't believe no. it. And um, so you're going to trial for this and we think you lied. We want our fucking money back. Wow. They sued civilly? They sued her for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Good yeah. for them. Um, the same day that Texas EquiSearch came out, America's Most Wanted aired her story for the first time. Wow. Lauren's parents uh, put up a $100,000 reward. Holy I don't know what her shit. parents did, and there wasn't a lot about her childhood, but they were yeah. obviously fucking loaded if yeah. they lived in the East Coast Ridges city. put up 100 grand. Yeah. The owner of the Indianapolis Colts put yeah. up 10 grand out of his own money. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. That is awesome. So I've been to their, um, their football stadium. Really? Mm-hmm. I did the triathlon there. Oh. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Mm-hmm. He, uh, however long we've been together, you've never told me that. That it was at the stadium? Yeah. You never told me you did a triathlon. Yeah, I told you. 
I told you before your brain broke. You probably don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't do well. I mean, the only person behind me was a blind man, but I finished. <laughs> That's still pretty I good. Fi- I finished. Better than me. I will never in fucking life do one ever again because it was terrible. Was it really? Oh, babe. I got into the... Um, you have to wear a wetsuit yeah. for some of them. Yeah. And in the middle of the lake, uh, I had a full-blown panic attack. Did you really? The night before. I went in to see like how the wetsuit would feel. Yeah. Because I would go into a pool in practice. Yeah. But it's different. And I don't like water you can't see through. Yeah. So I got a little ways out swimming. Because I'm not a bad swimmer. I'm a semi-strong swimmer. And I, yeah. I had a full-blown panic attack. No kidding. Yeah. The next morning, I was like, if I don't go in, like, who's going to know? Who's going to know I didn't do yeah. it? But it's like, oh. Yeah, you, once you commit, you... <laughs> it's awful. That's it. But I finished. Good for you, babe. Yeah, Leah was... Shit. I mean, she was still a baby. I mean, baby, she baby. She to be, because... She was less than a year. Wow. Yeah, so Good she was probably you. like... I think it was in May, maybe. Mm-hmm. So she was... Yeah, I mean, she was not a year yet. Good for you. She was Did still you train in, for it? Yeah. How, like, when did you start? How long before? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Wow. I don't remember at all. But, yeah, it's it's weird to train for them. Yeah, because I mean, you, all three. Yeah, so you have, to, you have to train for all three. Yeah. Yeah, it was misery. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. It's not good. But I finished. That's mm. all that matters, I finished. Yeah, It's It was in matters. Terre Haute. What yeah. else is in Terre Haute? Well, yeah. Maximum security prison. I was going to say the prisoner that I want to go see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And get out of his house. Yeah. Ooh. So, on. Oh, I remember what I wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. Do you know that men who like My Little Ponies are called bronies? Yeah, I did. I did that. not know that. Yeah. I texted um, your sister. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was today years old when I learned this. You're the only person I could text this to. <laughs> that would understand it. Yes. So, all right. On June 13th, 2011, uh, at a press conference, a reporter asks if the police have heard rumors that Lauren died of a drug overdose and students panicked and hid her body. A spokesman for the police department replied, quote, have we, have we heard information along those lines? Absolutely. And that's it. That's all they said. So um, her parents had previously stated, so now going along with the overdose, her parents had previously stated that Lauren had a condition called long QT syndrome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to explain this to you. So QT is part of your um, your heart, your heartbeat on on an EKG. Okay. Um, So... It's a heart signaling disorder that can cause fast chaotic heart rhythms, which are called arrhythmias, mm-hmm. um, specifically torsades de point. That's what it's called. Um, it's often misdiagnosed as epilepsy. Really? Which, now, I know what long QT syndrome is. I know what torsades de point is. I know what it looks like on an EKG. Um, I don't know how it could be construed as epilepsy. Like, I don't know how it's misdiagnosed as epilepsy. Yeah. Um, so symptoms include fainting. It can cause a seizure, but not epileptic seizures, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're different. Um, it could also cause sudden death. Wow. Now, symptoms such as fainting and seizures 
can be brought on by certain medications. Some of those medications are anticonvulsants and antidepressants, which clonopin is both. Mm-hmm. It's used as an anticonvulsant and it's used as an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. So she was possibly could have yeah not we don't know she was possibly snorting clonopin. Now symptoms can also be brought on by anything that causes excitability to the heart. Mm-hmm. Mm, cocaine. Yeah. So she's double whammied. So it's possible if, if it's true. If it's true. If if that's what was happening. Yeah. Um it definitely could cause the issues with the long QT syndrome. On June 15th, 2011, police publicly announced that they have 10 persons of interest. Mm. They also released grainy footage of a white pickup truck that was seen the morning of and in the area of Lauren's disappearance multiple times. It was seen more than once passing back and forth on the camera. Uh, Could have been just a scrapper. It could have been. Um, once this video was released, though, the police department was flooded with phone calls from people saying that there was something in the cab of the truck that resembled the shape of a person. If it's a scrapper, they have all kinds of crap yeah. on the back of their trunk. Trunk. The driver came forward and mm. was like, "That that's my fucking truck. It, was he a scrapper? I don't know if he was a scrapper, <laughs> but he, he was immediately cleared. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they also released a still picture from surveillance video of Lauren leaving her, her apartment. And they did that because that was probably the clearest shot they could get of her full body in mm. what she was wearing and, and everything like that. Yeah. So on June 25th, 2011, the last large scale organized search for Lauren took place and nothing was found. On August 16th, 2011, police start a nine-day search of the Sycamore Ridge Landfill in Pimento, which is south of Terre Haute. This is where trash from Bloomington is taken after it's it goes through a transfer station stop. I don't know what that means, and I forgot to look. I did know what that meant, um, but... Uh, is it like a separation thing, like of, where they separate yeah. the recycling and shit? I, I, think, it, I think it is. I mean, but it, I, I don't it wanna, makes sense. I don't, I don't know. Say for sure. So, uh, Bloomington Police, Indiana University Police, and the FBI all took place, all took part in this nine-day search that turned up nothing. Mm-hmm. Altogether, um, at the time that I read this article, which was um, 2014, three thousand sixty tips were received and looked into, and oh, some of geez. them were coming in as late as 2013. Yeah, there were approximately a hundred received in 2013. Um, So several theories have come out regarding what actually happened to Lauren that evening. Uh, Based on her alleged level of intoxication, her parents believed that somebody put something in her drink at Kilroy's drugging her. Mm -hmm. So now um, we know she was described as as extremely intoxicated, but we don't know how intoxicated exactly. Um, And we don't know, like I said, how shit-faced she was when she got to kill Rice. Mm-hmm. So based on this statement from her parents, they probably saw that footage yeah. of her getting to kill Rice. Yeah. And they can make that determination that she went from point A to point Z in 45 minutes. In 45 minutes. minutes. So, and she was drunk. She could have left her drink out. Yeah. You know. So um, her parents, so obviously we think that her parents had have seen more than we have, obviously. Um, the Spears have expressed suspicions regarding the guys that Lauren was with, um, including her boyfriend who gave an alibi. He, you know, had his alibi. 
Um, <clears throat> it was made worse by quickly retaining attorneys and refusing to take police-issued polygraph tests. Now, the the men's attorney, the boys' attorneys, um, did come out and say that they did take private polygraph tests and they all passed. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, you know what I think about those. I I don't I don't like polygraphs. If you take it and you pass, the test was shitty. If you take it and you fail, you're guilty. But yeah. in reality, I mean, you can't control your no. your body, and so no. now. But the private polygraphs. I mean, your your attorney's gonna could have you take a polygraph to see what they're dealing with. Yeah. All right. Are you a lying sack of shit that I have to figure out how to cover for you? Or didn't OJ's attorney? He did. Shapiro yeah. made him take a lie detector test, yeah, and OJ failed it yeah. fucking miserably. Yeah. <gasps> we should do OJ in Ohio. Oh yeah. yeah. You guys want to hear OJ? Mm-hmm. Come to Ohio. Yeah. Brittany, bitch, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he made him take, and he fucking failed it miserably. So, I don't know. Pollies are whatever. So, um, <clears throat> the parents haven't publicly accused anyone, uh, but they do believe that one or more of the boys know more than they are saying. Mm-hmm. So, they haven't come out and said, we think they fucking did it. But they have come out and said, we think they're just not talking. Yeah. So, um, the group has said, again, like they have taken the... Uh, private polygraphs and passed, and that the only reason they obtained attorneys so quickly was because of their lack of trust in the Bloomington Police Department. Okay. Why don't you trust the police, though? I couldn't find out if if any yeah, of the I mean, boys had been in trouble did, prior right. did or something happened yeah. that led to that belief. I don't know because for the most part, they're going to deal with university police. They're yeah. not going to deal with the actual police department. Right. So I don't know what made them say that. Yeah. I don't know if it's just kind of a scapegoat kind of thing or I don't know. I'm curious. So Jay Rosenbaum's lawyers issued a public statement saying that he provided full statements to the authorities. He allowed a search of his home. He gave DNA and took their polygraph test. So, mm-hmm. I mean, probably because he felt like a fucking douchebag for being yeah. like, text me when you get home. Right, right. Yeah. Um, he also sat down with Lauren's parents. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. And his attorneys, obviously. Transcript has not been released of that meeting. But his attorneys did say, quote, he was pretty frank with them. And some of it they admitted they may not want to hear. But they've been pretty realistic, I think. Mm. So, you know, they kind of get it. Charlene and Rob both believe that Lauren is dead. Yeah. Um, they also believe that it was not a stranger abduction. They've really? said that multiple times. They don't think it was a stranger abduction. Really? Yeah. So Rob would later say, quote, we've met two of the boys, Jay and Jesse. One of the other boys flat out refuses to speak with us or to the private investigators. And that's Corey Rossman. Mm-hmm. In one of his only interviews, Corey stated, quote, it's inappropriate how they are harassing people who are also victims in this case. And in my notes, I wrote, I'm sorry, are you dead too? Yeah. How the Did fuck are you that? a victim? What, did anybody ask him? How are you I, the victim? I, I must have missed that. I missed the memo. What did you do? Mm. I, we missed it, babe. He then goes on to say, quote, We've done nothing wrong. If we'd done something wrong, we'd have been arrested already. All they are doing is hurting my career. Oh, excuse me. All right. Excuse me. You little fuckface. Mm-hmm. He, babe, ooh, he's got like one of those punchable faces. 
Yeah. Like. I know what you mean. Collar popped. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the time that he said this, uh, he was unemployed. Oh, but it's hurting yeah. his career. Um, and he had just, uh, again, enrolled at Indiana University. Yeah. So he didn't have a fucking career. What? What? How are you the victim in what career? Exactly. Right. Corey, if you're listening, call me. Right. I'm going to know. <laughs> I'm missing something. Explain here. this to me because I'm, yeah. Yeah. There's a link that's just not there. It's not connected. And how did your attorney allow you to say something so fucking stupid? Right. <laughs> did you pay them? Because, <clears throat> um, are you ready? Yeah. When asked about losing his memory, Corey stated, quote, I have never said that. You're taking statements that were said by my lawyer. I never said I did or didn't. Mm. Sir, that's why you have an attorney. Yeah. You probably shouldn't say that your lawyer doesn't believe you. That was a pretty dumb statement. Yeah. Because that pretty much means <clears throat> uh, my lawyer thinks I'm full of shit. So yeah. he said I lost my memory. Exactly. Yeah. So that really explains how you could lose your memory and remember being hit and losing your memory. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cool. Good job. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he also stated, I said, um, isn't he supposed to talk for him? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one would think. Huh. You paid him for nothing. Yep. That's one smart attorney. Um, he also said that the disappearance of Lauren has permanently changed all of their lives. Mm. And that the newspaper should write an article about how Lauren's parents harassed them and none of his friends have done anything wrong. Oh, then why sorry. aren't you talking? Yeah. Your other friends are talking. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you? Hmm. Mm. He also alleges the Spears have canceled multiple appointments with his attorney, who he just outed. Um, the Spears deny all of this, saying... Neither or the PIs have heard um, from him or have spoken with Corey, despite what he's saying. And it was his attorney, not theirs, that did not show up for a meeting. Just ghosted him. Mm. Probably because he knows his client's guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. I'll throw that word. Yeah, allegedly. Um, So they state that they they only want to ask him why he didn't put Lauren in her fucking apartment, which I'm sorry, as a I mom, too. I think that's a very reasonable question. Yeah, I want to know that too. That's a that's a very reasonable question. Mm-hmm. You were standing at her door. Why why didn't why why didn't you open the door? Mm-hmm. She had her keys at that point. She had booze in her apartment. Just saying. Yeah. <sighs> so. On May, in May of 2013, the Spears filed a civil lawsuit against Corey, Mike, and Jay, alleging, quote, their daughter's uh, status, status, yeah, status is the result of the defendant's negligence, which included having supplied the underage Lauren with drugs and alcohol. Um, staggered at this point, the lawsuits were all dropped. Mm. Um, the initial one was dropped two months later. Um or excuse me, two months later, the boys' attorneys collectively asked a judge to dismiss the case. And a federal appeals judge um, upheld the dismissal of the suit, saying the attorneys for the Spears failed to prove the men had a, quote, duty to care for Lauren, um, and it was not their responsibility. Really? He also determined that Corey himself was too intoxicated to take care of himself, let alone anyone else. But Jay, damn, Jay, Jay didn't. Ooh, I but I'm again, 
you can't you can't force somebody to take responsibility for somebody that's not right. theirs. You know. But, yeah, that still surprises me. Though. Yeah, I was I was very surprised by that. <clears throat> yeah. So the Spears did come out and say that it had nothing to do with money, obviously, that they filed the suits just to compel the boys to answer their questions and to find out what was said in the initial police interviews because mm-hmm. they don't know yeah. the interviews the first couple days. So a couple theories. Um, the first one is an accidental overdose. Multiple friends of hers and her boyfriend said that Lauren had been known to use drugs and alcohol previously and was doing so the night of her disappearance. Um, Jesse's mom, which this is shitty to say as a mom, um, her mother alleges that Lauren was asked to leave the summer camp where she met Jesse due to drug use. We don't know why she was kicked out of the camp. It's yeah. not been made public. Um, it's so so we don't know. Yeah. Um, her mom said, or his mom said, quote, this poor little girl is not with us today because of her drug use. There is literally no validity to this yeah, whatsoever. Right. None. So just <clears throat> don't. That's kind of. That is shitty. Yeah. She's still missing, technically. Yeah. You know? So now she bases this off of an arrest that uh, uh, Lauren was arrested in September of 2010. It was nine months prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was arrested for public intoxication and illegal consumption. Cool. She's a 20-year-old college student. Yeah. That doesn't okay. mean dick. Right. That means that she didn't run fast enough from the party like everybody fucking else did. Yeah. I mean, that means literally nothing. Right. Um, it was then released that after her disappearance, police found, quote, a small amount of cocaine in her room. Again, she's a 20-year-old college student. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, Jay stated publicly that Lauren that night was mixing alcohol, cocaine, and crushed clonopin. She was at his house. He said that he saw her do it. Um, it's said that police have addressed rumors of an accidental overdose, but by addressed, they acknowledge that the rumors exist, but that's it. They haven't publicly said anything else about it. Um, a PI hired by the Spears stated that with the prevalence of drug use at Indiana University, he doubts an accidental overdose would be enough motive to hide a body. Yeah. The police have acknowledged. Um, okay, so side note with that. I wonder, though. So she could have had a seizure, which mm-hmm. they're scary. If you've never seen someone have a seizure before, they're, they're scary. Yeah, they are. So I would think if she overdosed in front of them. Somebody would have panicked and called the police because, like I said, it's fucking frightening. Yeah, you would hope so. So you would think somebody just out of instinct would have have called the police. But what if she never left their house at 430? Yeah. Like, what what if she did sleep at their house and didn't wake up? Yeah. Would waking up to a dead body make you panic and want to hide the body? Thinking like a 20 year old kid? Yeah. You know, I mean. You and I, our first thought is just call the call the police. Right. Just fucking call the police. Like, first of all, I don't want a dead body in my room. <laughs> right. Call the police. So I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But they they really don't think that they hid the body. But her parents, like I said, have publicly stated multiple times that they do not think that this was a stranger abduction. Um, the police really don't either. Yeah, they I'm, they have not. acknowledged that a stranger abduction is a possibility, yeah, but I'm it not. is believed that they're so rare. Right, it is. They are. That's the thing. So it's believed that 
the three men know something. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee it. Now, on April 24th of 2015, another Indiana University student goes missing after a night at Kilroy's. Whoa. Yeah. So, 22-year-old Hannah Wilson was drinking with a group of friends when they all decided to head to Kilroy's. While standing outside, two of her male friends decided that she was too drunk to stay at the bar, probably because they didn't want to babysit her. Right. Get it. Um, <clears throat> so they put her in a cab and sent yeah. her home. The cab driver watched Hannah walk towards her house. Mm-hmm. Her roommates found her belongings on her bed, but they also found the front door open. So later that day, Hannah's body was found on a rural road in Brown County. She had been bludgeoned to death. Jesus. A local man named Daniel Messel was arrested for her murder after his cell phone was found by her feet. Dipshit. Idiot. Um, He was found guilty in 2016 and sentenced to life in prison. Oh, wow. Now, police say they have found no connection between Messel and Hannah, so he didn't know her, obviously. Yeah. In 2017, Brown County Prosecutor Ted Adams publicly stated that he believed Messel could be connected to Lauren's disappearance. Ooh. There was no connection between him and Hannah, so there's, and there's no connection between him and Laura, but he's, Lauren, excuse me, but yeah. he still killed Hannah. Yeah. So, um, uh, in July of 2015, police announced that Hannah and Lauren's cases were unrelated and any similarities were coincidental. The only similarity really was Indiana University and Kilroy's. And Kilroy's, so, yeah. Um, at January of 2016, two properties were searched by investigators in Martinsville, which is 20 miles north of Bloomington. The two properties were owned by the Wagers, who lived at one of the residences, uh, which was in the 2900 block of Old Morgantown Road. They lived with their son, or their son, Justin Wagers, lived with them. According to an FBI statement, the properties were searched after a tip came in saying that Justin has information about Lauren's disappearance. Justin does have a previous arrest record and history with the police being arrested for stalking and indecent exposure after exposing himself to local women. Why do men think that that's attractive? Babe, I don't know. What you just you're standing at Jewel and you just whip it out and start shaking it at people? First it's jewels. Okay. And second, if I had one, I a hundred percent would fucking whip it out and shake it at people. Do a helicopter. Right. And slap somebody in the forehead. Big mushroom stamp. Yeah. What? But why but do you think I ask you all the time? I get I get it, but that doesn't mean I want to let you do it. Right. I would do it, but I'm just saying, don't do that. Don't just whip it out and shake it. Mm. No woman in in the world is going to be like, mm, give me some of that. <laughs> no, they're not. I guarantee it. Unless you can do the helicopter. Yeah. Probably still not. Just saying. So the properties were searched with cadaver dogs, which suggested to bystanders that there was potential evidence. Mm. They also brought in anthropologists to dig and sift dirt where the dogs had alerted. A white truck was also towed from the property. Remember the white truck? Yeah. Passing? Despite all of this, no evidence was found. Mm. Nothing. Damn. Nothing. Nothing. So, hang on. I think I wrote this twice. So, the accidental overdose at this point seems to be the most common thought. Um, But how would they hide it for this long? 
first of all. Yeah. And how many people had to get together to concoct a story right. about it? So, um, someone, I, like I said, I feel like somebody someone would have called yeah. if she overdosed. Um, and th- I, I'm not convinced it's an overdose. Well, hold that thought. So, uh, another PI that the Spears hired was led to uh, an inmate at Indiana State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'm smelling Vicks. His name was Corey Hammersley. There's a lot of Corys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a, a, an incredible and top-ranking athlete, athlete and student uh, at Indiana University. He unfortunately got heavily involved in drugs and alcohol that led to a mental break. The year before Lauren's disappearance, he walked out of his house wearing nothing but a cowboy hat and opened fire into a random house. Jesus. And then on the police. Wow. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Oh my God. He was playing cards one day with another inmate when a news story about Lauren came on the TV. He then says to the other inmate, quote, man, I knew the guys that did that. They were drinking and doing ecstasy, and she OD'd. It scared them. They didn't know what to do with her, and they took her down to the Ohio River, got rid of her, disposed of her body. Mm. So the PI, obviously, and police went to talk to him. He refused to talk, only saying that if he did know something, he would not help the police. Wow. Cool. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Now, it's thought that this is plausible. He was not prompted. It was not, um, like, he wasn't set up to say anything. It was just a random statement to a random inmate because of a news story that came on. Yeah. So now, if you troll these websites about this case, like Reddit and stuff like that, where you can make comments, Mm -hmm. there's always a handful of people who say that they went to Indiana University, and what Hammersley is saying is what happened. Really? Everybody knows it. Nobody talks about it, but this is what happened. Really? Yes. A ton of people say that. No kidding. So, there's a theory. Wow. It's possible. Yeah. I guess so. I have a couple more that... These two are... um, No. But they're theories. Uh, A biker gang called Sons of Silence. (laughs) I literally only put this in here for you. Thank you. Uh, they were described as a biker gang so brutal they are considered a new kind of mafia. Oh, yeah. That's why everyone's heard of them. In Indiana. Yeah. The Sons of Thunder. So, it's silence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, tips actually led to a man by the name of Robert Strange who went by the name of Bodine. He was considered to be the gang's enforcer but had no police record. It was a relative who left the tip via the internet and said that he, Bodine, said that he shot Lauren over drugs and money and buried her at his property, stating, it's good fertilizer. That's awesome. Do you think the enforcer needed to shoot a 90-pound girl? Yeah. He could have blew her down. So, um, 2020 went to his house and he was like, I'm not going on fucking camera. But he did say behind his closed door, quote, no, I didn't shoot her. I had nothing to do with it. I don't even know the broad. Yeah. All right. So it's speculated that it was somebody trying to get him in, in trouble. Yeah. Because, you know, the fucking broads start calling mm-hmm. about their exes. Oh, yeah. He did it. He did it. So that's another one that happened here. 
They started looking into an ex-con by the name of James McGlish. He drove a white truck and had just been released from prison for assaulting his ex-wife. He was living in a halfway house about 10 minutes from where Lauren disappeared. And a woman from his past was how she was described. Left a tip saying that he was there and... Just the tip. Just just the tip. He was there, he knows what happened, and he told her, quote, what happened to her can happen to you. How do you know her is Lauren? Right. You don't. Um, He said that, or she said that he buried her on a farm in southern Indiana. Mm. He took a lie detector test. Passed. Passed with flying colors. Shook the guy's hand on his way out the door and said, I wish you guys luck. Mm. It wasn't him. Yeah. Now, the last theory, and as much as I hate to say this, this is a relatively plausible theory. Okay. Israel Keys. You don't know who Israel Keys is, do you? No. Okay. So a little background on Israel Keys. He is a prolific serial killer. He had no profile, no MO, or no like real mm-hmm. MO, no um type essentially which is that's terrifying he would kill far from home and what he would do was he would fly to an area and mm. bury a kill kit and then when he decided he wanted to murder somebody oh yeah, yeah he I, would fly out to the kill kit yeah. and then just randomly pick somebody as long as they didn't have a dog they couldn't have a dog mm. yeah now the odds of this but listen though. So he's been, obviously he's linked to a ton of open cases. Yeah. He was very vague with the police, um, and he, is, he has since died. Mm-hmm. I, mm, I think he died by suicide, but I could be completely mistaken, so please don't take that to heart. Okay. Now, the FBI's timeline of Israel Keys puts him in the area at the time. Does it really? It doesn't link him specifically to Bloomington, but it 100% puts him in the area. Mm. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you June 2nd, which is the day before Lauren went missing, he took an Alaskan Airlines flight from Anchorage to Chicago. He then rented a car in Des Plaines, Illinois. June 3rd, starting in the morning, very early morning, like after midnight morning, there are multiple um, transactions from the Indiana Toll Road. Mm. Multiple. The Indiana Toll Road is approximately 200 miles from Bloomington. It's it's 41, right? Is that the toll road? I believe so, yeah. Now, part of Israel's thing, he would kidnap somebody and then drive hundreds of miles across state lines to murder them and then drive more hundreds of miles, another hundreds of miles, to another state to bury them. Mm. This man's all up and down the Indiana Toll Road the day she goes missing. He then goes dark for five days. He ends up in Vermont, and on June 8th of 2011, he kills a couple in Vermont. June 9th, he rents a hotel room in Essex, Vermont, excuse me. And on June 15th, he's back in Chicago because he takes a flight from Chicago to San Francisco. Wow. So... He could yeah, have, he, 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 some of his murders. I, I doubt it, but he could have. Some of his murders were, he drove upwards of 500 miles. Yeah. So, he, it's a possibility. Yeah, it is. It is. It's more plausible than the biker gang. Oh, yeah. 
So, but obviously, I mean, he's dead. We'll never know. So, mm. I'm sorry. Am I boring you? Uh, I couldn't hold that one in. Now, a couple things I would like to know, but that I couldn't find. Um, we don't know what his rental car was. Yeah. Was it a white truck? Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Also, what are the timestamps on the toll road? Yeah. The timestamps. And there's got to be video. There's video at all the there's fucking... There's video at all of them. Yeah. I believe. So, it's, I mean... I'm is sure it, if you dig, you, you could find it. I, yeah, I didn't have time to dig very hard, but... Is it far-fetched? Absolutely. Is it plausible? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I doubt it, though. So, that is the story of Lauren Spear. She has never been found. Well, I hope to God someday <clears throat> some answers are, are given. Fucking man up. Yeah, for the family. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine that. No, just to have no closure. None. Because, I mean, you have to still at some point in the back of your head think she could still walk through yeah. this fucking door. At least give me a body. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nope. Because how do you, you can't close on that. No, you'd have no closure. And I, I, I couldn't just, live with that. No, I, oh, I can't imagine. I mean, these parents that we talk about. They're so much better oh than we are. Oh, my God. I'd be, I would be in jail. You know. I, I just, I don't know. But I, I just, closure would be good. Give her a body. Or like when they, the, the people, they're dismembered, and they don't tell them where like their fucking hands are or something, because it's the one last ounce of control right. that they have. Don't be a dick. Right. Like, you already did it. I don't know. It bothers me. So yeah, I hope. It bothers me too, babe. There's, I mean... You never know what could happen. There's another story where, I mean, 15 years later, this girl's body was found. So, yeah, you never know. Here's hoping to give them closure. So, yeah, I hope so. But be we, a good human. Yeah. I don't know what bothers me. But we got to finish up because I'm yawning I like know. crazy. It's way past my bedtime. I know. God. So. But this was a good one. Yeah. He did some good digging. It's sad. Very sad. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully someday. Just something. Something. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next one, um, I think we decided is going to be a Patreon. Yep. And it's we're going to do, I'm going to do, I don't know why I say we, like you yeah. partake in the research at all. You just sit there and stare at me. Um, yeah, I watched the documentary on it, though. You, when? When it came out. Oh. Uh, we're going to do Stephen Avery. Mm-hmm. So, nope. I feel like that's going to be uh, a pretty interesting one. Because we don't agree on We it. do not agree. Nope. Mm-hmm. And I may change my mind halfway through it. But there's there's a few things that, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Catherine Zellner gets involved and like, there's, I don't yeah, know. We don't agree. We don't agree at all. No. So, if you want to hear that, you'll have to be a Patreon. Yep. There's three tiers that you can sign up for. Mm-hmm. www.patreon.com uh, forward slash death do us part number one. Hit us up on social media. We always love that. Love reading your messages. Uh, Jamie's monitoring Patreon, so you could hit her up. I'm always on Instagram, Facebook. You could throw some messages my way. I enjoy that. He gets bored. I do. I'm, I'm home all day, so. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, visit us on social social media. Are you having a stroke? Yeah, okay. babe, it's past my bedtime. I, know, I don't even know what time it is. It's guys, it's ten ten. <laughs> I'm struggling big time. 10 10, and he was just so excitedly talking about how he used to not go out until midnight. I know. Really? 10 10. Man. Times have changed. Yeah. But go on uh, our social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'll Uh, get back on Twitter, I promise. Yeah, you got to. You got to, girl. I got to. But uh, we love you guys. Patreons, we love you. Thank you for supporting us. Listeners, we love you. Yeah, thank you guys for supporting us so much. Uh, Tell your family, tell your friends, rate us on whatever platform you're on. Hopefully five stars. I was going to say, but not more than five. Not less than five. Yeah, please. Or tell us why. We're sensitive. We are. Like, mm. I don't think I can handle like a shit rating. I know. <laughs> you you had one and you got really I got, upset. I got upset. It wasn't even a rating. It was a comment yeah. on our discussion page and you got really upset. Not on our discussion page. It wasn't? No. Oh, I thought it was. It was on our regular page. Oh, sorry. It was on our regular page. Regardless, it wasn't a review. I'm just saying. No. Which I, I knew. Whatever. There was no reason to get upset. Mm. Differing opinions. Yeah. You know? But anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and uh, we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.